Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to Episode 3 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. It is Tuesday evening, just a couple of minutes after the Rangers suffer really a tough, tough loss at home against the Arizona Coyotes, 3-2 to two in overtime. There were some positives to take out of this game, but then there were also quite a few things that you look at it and you see, ah, uh, yes, that's why this team is on a five-game losing streak right now. If you want to look at a couple of quick positives, the Rangers continue to get big-time production out of Tony D'Angelo. He scores both of their goals tonight. They came from behind twice in this game to tie the game. This is kind of a catch-22, but, you know, they, they the penalty kill looked good tonight, although the Rangers are spending far too much time in the penalty box. I'm going to get into that in just a second. But then you look at the bad, uh, an inexcusable performance in the first period, being outshot 21-3. to Just not the way, you know, you're, you're on a four-game losing streak. You're trying to get out of it. You're at home. You got the crowd behind you, and just a uh, really bad first period for the Rangers. The fact that the Rangers were outshot twenty-one to three in the first period—that stat somehow might make it sound more competitive than it actually was, because this was all Coyotes all the time. Rangers again. This is becoming a trend, and it's starting to worry me a little bit. They're they're starting games. It's not so much that they're starting games slow, but they're taking too many penalties early in games. And when you enter on a four-game losing streak and you're trying to get rolling, and you're trying to get the crowd into it and fired up, the last thing you want to be doing is taking penalties early in the game. You're trying to get that early push. You want to establish dominance early in the game, but it's borderline impossible to do that when you're spending as much time in the penalty box as the Rangers are currently spending in the penalty box. In the first 11 or so minutes, the Rangers took two penalties. Now, the good news is the penalty kill looked pretty good during that time. Alexander Georgiev made a couple of really nice saves. And the Rangers killed off both of those power plays to keep the game scoreless to that point. But the Rangers are really going to have to clean this up going forward because, yeah, you know, taking a bunch of penalties early in games on your home ice, not a recipe for success. But, yeah, you know, just a sloppy first period overall. You know, there was an instance where Brady Shea and Artemi Panarin are looking to clear the puck out of the Rangers zone, and they crash into each other. They both fall to the ice. And then a couple seconds after that, the Coyotes go in kind of out of nowhere, a two-on-one break. And uh, Georgiev comes up big, comes out of the crease a little bit to uh, make the save there. So the Coyotes pretty much dominate for most of the first period, and, and they finally break through when Carl Soderberg zips into the zone. He gets around Brady Shea, he goes behind the net, and he passes in front to Christian Fisher. Georgiev makes a great stop on Fisher's shot. Fisher shoots from point-blank range there, but unfortunately, Puck goes right to Lawson, Lawson Kraus, and he stuffs a backhand home. Not a good goal here. One of those goals where one team just works a little bit harder than the other, and unfortunately the Rangers got caught a little bit flat-footed here, as they were for really a good chunk of the first period, pretty much all of the first period. So we fast-forward a little bit here, and at this point there's a little bit less than a minute remaining in the opening period. Coyotes are trying to clear the puck out of their zone, but Brendan Lemieux forces a turnover, and the Rangers work the puck to Tony D'Angelo. D'Angelo moves to his left, dishes back to his right to Lemieux, so Lemieux gets a great shot from in deep, uh, shoots it just wide of the net, and the Rangers go into the breakdown one nothing. And frankly, at this point, Rangers probably lucky to to only be down one to nothing. Rangers come out in the second period, and I gotta tell you, at this point, they look like a different team. They're playing much better. They're creating some chances within the first five minutes. Mika Zibanejad puts a, a shot in deep off the outside of the post, and then just a couple of seconds later, Jesper Foss dishes from behind the net in front into the high slot to Artemi Panarin, and Panarin whistles a shot just wide of the net. That's a shot he makes a lot of the time. He'll probably make it more often than he misses it, but good news at this point is the Rangers, they're playing a lot better. They've got that fire. They've, they're have they playing well in front of the home crowd. They're feeding off of the home crowd and getting back into the game here, and the efforts pay off. Tony D'Angelo scores at the 5:04 mark of the second period to tie the game at 1. 
and, and really just a gorgeous goal here. Pavel Buchnevich steals the puck from a defenseman at his own blue line. He goes through the neutral zone. He's patient with the puck as he, he goes down along the boards. He puts a centering pass right on the tape for, for Lemieux, and Lemieux's shot is stopped point blank by Darcy Kemper. Really a great save by Kemper on this. But D'Angelo was was following the play the whole way. He was trailing the play, and he comes up and just buries the rebound. And just like that, game is tied at one. And D'Angelo, you know, he may be a defenseman, but he, he, that guy is not afraid to to crash the net and go in deep and get involved in the offense. And, and we saw that in both of his goals here tonight. And just a couple minutes after the equalizer there, the Coyotes get back on the attack and... Georgiev makes what I think was probably his best save of the night, one of his best saves of the night. He makes an outstanding glove save on Christian Fisher, and he does not allow a rebound. And then with about eight minutes and change left in the second period there, the Rangers take their third penalty of the game. I thought in the first minute or so, the Rangers actually did a really nice job of kind of keeping everything to the outside. You know, the Coyotes were, were set up in the Rangers zone for a good chunk of time there, but Rangers not really giving them much cutting off passing lanes, keeping the puck to the outside. They eventually get a clear, but eventually, you know, the dam breaks, and we talked about this earlier. The Rangers are just taking too many penalties, and the Coyotes break through, and they score, and they take a 2-1 lead. The Rangers came very close to making it 3-for-3 three three on the penalty kill there, but with about 10 seconds or so left on the man advantage, Alex Goligoski just, just winds up and just cranks a shot home from the blue line through traffic. I believe it looked like Georgiev was screened on this play, don't think he ever really saw the puck. He didn't really seem to react to it. And, you know, he was on his game tonight. So I think it's just a case of, you know, he can't see the puck. He can't see the puck. It's pretty hard to stop it. And it gets through him. And just like that, Coyotes back up 2-1, to one, uh, getting to be pretty late in the second period at that point. Just a couple minutes after that, Tony D'Angelo gets another opportunity. He skates in. He takes a shot from right about the center of the right faceoff circle. And shot just goes a little bit high of the net. But... D'Angelo would not be denied on his next scoring opportunity, which came with exactly two minutes left while the Rangers were operating on the power play. Capo Caco picks up his first NHL assist. He dishes the puck in deep to Ryan Strom. Strom receives the pass kind of on the goal line there. He's, he's looking to make a pass. It, it looks like he wanted to go back to the blue line with it, but he obviously didn't see what he liked. And then he, you know, he works his eyes toward, toward the net and he sees D'Angelo just, just waiting there and puts a beautiful pass right on his stick, and D'Angelo once again scores on a doorstep. Like we were talking about earlier, D'Angelo clearly, clearly not afraid to, to go in deep, get involved in the attack. You like to see that. You don't want it to lead to odd man rushes going the other way, but I think as long as D'Angelo kind of picks his spots and trusts his instincts, he should be all right. Rangers back in the game at this point. They go into the break, tied at two, and clearly playing much better hockey in the second period than they did in the first couple minutes into the third period and Adam Fox gets the puck for the Rangers he passes out of the corner in front to Pavel Buchnevich Darcy Kemper comes up with a big save keeps the game tied really a great goalie duel tonight I thought that both Kemper and Georgiev were really on top of their games both making some really nice saves in this game and even the goals they gave up there wasn't really a whole lot they could do on those goals I mentioned in episode two that I was kind of hoping that we could get uh you know a little bit of a teacher versus pupil matchup between Lundqvist and Ranta. Unfortunately, neither team went with those guys. Now, with the Rangers, obviously, you know, I think it goes to them wanting to keep Lundqvist fresh. He's 37 years old. They don't want to run him into the ground early in the season. And for the Coyotes, I was kind of hoping, I mean, first of all, I, I like Auntie Ranta. I mean, I thought he was a great, great player when he played for the Rangers. Great backup to Henrik Lundqvist. But I was kind of hoping to see him just because, you know, for sentimentality reasons. But at the same time, the Coyotes aren't in this for sentimentality. They don't really care, probably, that Ronta, 
you know, used to play for the Rangers. They are riding the hot hand right now, and that's Darcy Kemper, and he's off to a great start to the season for them and had another great game tonight and gave us a, a really fun goal, goalie duel with uh, Alexander Georgiev. Soon thereafter, the Coyotes get their fourth power play of the night. Rangers heading back to the penalty box, and that power play eventually morphs into a five-on-three advantage. The Coyotes had a five-on-three for more than a minute there, but the Rangers turn in an excellent penalty kill, uh, limiting the Coyotes to just one shot for the entire the entire power play, the entire five-on-three. And so really, I mean, there's that catch-22 again, right? You know, the Rangers, you, you don't want to see them playing playing a man down and playing two men down so often, but at the very least, at least the penalty kill was up to the challenge tonight. They really played well. They really limited the scoring opportunities. Coyotes did score the one power play goal, but overall, uh, Ranger, Ranger penalty kill uh, looking good tonight. Midway through the third period, our old friend Michael Grabner, he intercepts a pass by our Temi Panarin, and he takes off through the neutral zone, and any Ranger fan who watched him for the year and a half that he spent here, they, they know the kind of speed he has. They know the kind of the breakaway speed he can... He's a scoring opportunity waiting to happen just based on his blinding speed. But fortunately for the Rangers, what could have been a 2-on-1 ends up really not being much of anything because Panarin basically chased down his mistake and and got in front of Grabner and chipped the puck away from him and prevented a scoring opportunity and prevented a 2-on-1 uh, break there. And then Panarin gets a scoring opportunity of his own, uh, about 3.15 left in the game. He tees up a shot from the left faceoff circle, but Darcy Kemper does a nice job, squares it up, turns the puck aside and keeps the game tied at two. And then the Rangers get one last scoring opportunity right at the buzzer there, closing seconds. Puck comes loose to Ryan Strom, and he fires a shot with, I mean, basically no time left, about a second or two left on the clock at that point, shoots just wide, and big collection of oohs and ahs from the Garden Faithful on that one, and rightfully so. I mean, it looked like he had a good chance, but just shoots a little wide, and we're going to overtime. Now, the Rangers last year were 3-9 and nine in the 3-on-3 three -three overtime period, that doesn't include shootouts. That's just the overtime period, and you know, obviously, that trend kind of continues into this season, at least at least into the first game, the first time the Rangers go to overtime because the puck drops, the Coyotes win the faceoff, and the Rangers just couldn't get the puck. The Rangers rolled out a line of D'Angelo and Zabanajad and Panarin, but unfortunately, the Coyotes just controlled the puck for you know the entire minute and four seconds that overtime lasted. Rangers just couldn't get the puck away from them. The Coyotes worked the puck in deep, and then Christian Dvorak weaves his way around Panarin. He gets to the left circle and just snipes the top corner, uh, scores far side over the shoulder of Georgiev. And just like that, the Coyotes win 3-2, to two, and it's five straight losses for the Rangers. I realize this one, you know, happened in overtime, so if you want to be optimistic, okay, we got a point out of this. At least the pointless streak is over at four games. But for all intents and purposes, yes, it's an overtime loss. Yes, you do get a point for that, but... It's still five straight losses. Rangers still searching for some for some answers. There were some good signs tonight, but that really bad first period, you know, some sloppy play, too many penalties, all of it just kind of adds up to, you know, another loss. And one of their biggest issues right now is that they're just inconsistent. And you kind of expect that with a young team, but I'm just really looking forward to the game where the Rangers, you know, put it all together for three periods because they haven't really done that this season yet. Maybe the game at Ottawa, you know, that was a pretty convincing 4-1 to victory. Center's not a good team, but, you know, the Rangers played very well in that game. you got to beat the bad teams. That's that's part of being a good team. And just really looking forward to that, that first complete game where the Rangers just, you know, they fire on all cylinders for three periods and, and get a win. Because, you know, I'm looking forward to reviewing a win here. We're only three episodes into this podcast, but since this podcast has kicked off, the Rangers have not won a game. So I want that to change. 
Hopefully, after their next game, you know, we'll come back here and we'll talk about how the Rangers picked up two points. Rangers are next in action Thursday evening at the Garden at home against the Buffalo Sabres. Sabres, a team that have really been down in the dumps for a long time, but that appears to finally be changing this season. They've got some good young talent over there. They seem to finally be starting to put it together. Eight wins, one loss, one overtime loss to start the season. They've scored 38 goals in their 10 games. They've only given up 24 goals. One of the best plus-minus differences in hockey. They're plus 14 in goals. In fact, that is the best plus-minus in hockey. So the Sabres looking as good as anybody in the early goings of the season here. It's going to be a great test for the Rangers. Rangers, you know, I mentioned in the last episode that, you know, at that point the Rangers had lost four in a row, and I wasn't willing to call this game against the Coyotes a must-win game yet because it's only seven games into the season. I don't think your seventh game of the season can really, under most circumstances, be considered a must-win But the longer this losing streak goes, and again, I realize they got a point tonight, but it's still five straight losses of one kind or another. The longer this losing streak goes, the more that, you know, you feel that urgency that they got to stop this, man. You cannot let this season get away from you early. I don't want to be talking about things like the upcoming free agency and the NHL draft in November or December. You know, I want this team to be in the thick of the playoff race. I still think they have the talent to do that. I do think the Rangers... When it's all said and done, they will be a playoff team this year. I'm still optimistic enough for that, but this has to stop. We cannot, we cannot let the season. You don't want your season to end in you know October or November. That's for sure. Big, big opportunity. I'm going to call it that. It's an opportunity on Thursday because, again, the Sabers looking like one of the top teams in the league. If you can come away with a victory against a team that's firing on all cylinders like that, that's really positive. You carry some momentum into your next matchup. All it takes, man, all it takes is just one good game to get this thing back on track. I'm looking forward to it on Thursday. Let's see the Rangers get a win, and we'll come back here and talk about it on Friday. Going to have another episode dropping Thursday. We're going to preview the game against the Sabres a little bit. Find some other things to get into. Again, I do want to do a mailbag pretty soon. And if you guys want to reach out to me, you can shoot me an email at LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. If you'd rather go with the Twitter route, you can always tweet me at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. If you want to get really fancy, you can even send me an email. If you want to put it in audio in audio form, I can take that and put it on the podcast as well. Just please send it in an MP3 format. I can probably work with Wave as well, but MP3 is, is the one to go with if you can. Looking forward to hearing from you guys. Looking forward to getting a Ranger win and talking about that on the podcast. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in. I'll see you next time.